The Phoenix Suns heading to Dallas to close out the week in a nationally televised game. What can we expect? Is Rudy Gobert quietly the Suns' biggest cheerleader? And more coming up right away on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. I'm also a contributor at suns.com as well as Dime Magazine. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day. Thank you for finding us on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. I want to reiterate, I did not hear from you today, uh, the YouTube user, YouMadBro. Um, very unfortunate that I landed on that gentleman as the winner of the towel, but fair is fair, and you are the winner, so please DM me, comment below, whatever you have to do, I I want to send that to you ASAP, and uh, otherwise I might have to move on to somebody else, we'll see how long, we'll see how long I wait, I don't know, I'll I'll, I'll give you till Monday's show, so you have to (laughs) the rest of the week to let me know who you are, because you did not use your real name, and I can send that to you pronto, Um, but thank you again everybody for listening and watching can also follow along at locked on phx suns or my personal account at brendan clean 14 aaron edwards is here he is a writer at all caps nba over on the take line youtube channel with crooked media for his weekly stop in aaron we have to start here we've been talking about the grizzlies we've been talking about the jazz i've been trying to convince you that the the, the jazz are nothing to be feared and that this grizzlies team is Far more real than you were giving them credit for. Uh, I think that Rudy Gobert agrees with me. I think that's the latest <laughs> development here is that Rudy Gobert agrees. He took the time during the jazz season right now to call out the Suns specifically for having winning habits. Devin Booker for, quote, playing his ass off defensively and buying in as a team. So... I think Rudy Gobert is probably the biggest guy to sponsor my take that the Jazz are nothing to be scared of. He's basically telling you the Suns can beat them. Yeah, and it was like he pretty, the only thing he didn't add was unlike some people and look Donovan Mitchell like directly in the eye. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like he was mostly just trying to send shots at his team, but I guess he's like part of a, the fellas now. <laughs> it seemed like he, he is. Uh, is one of the biggest Suns fans out there. And yeah, it he was has a value t shirt somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he sees all the Donovan Mitchell versus uh, Booker stuff. Like, we've been talking about it for years now. And he just decided a winner with just one quote. <laughs> and he still has to look that dude in the eye at practice every day. So that was really funny. <laughs> Did you see what Mitchell said back? He basically just like wouldn't even take the bait. Yeah. And he like guys the- just hate each other. He liked the he liked tweet, it. too. He liked the tweet. Yeah, so... Yeah, and like, then he was I, asked about liking the tweet, and he's like, oh, that's his way of, you know, being a leader on this team or whatever. Like, they, they hate each other. Yeah, they're they're not going to be around each other much longer. But I don't know who you choose. Like, I know Rudy Gobert wants to be there, but do you want to build your team around him? Or do you want the better player? And that's just that doesn't want to be there that much. So, yeah, they got a choice to make, but they can't be together anymore. No, I don't think they can. And I think, I mean, you know, they're not, one of them's not going at the deadline, but like, you know, long-term, like I do think this is the year for them. This is the make or break season. And what 
what surprised me all along with that is everybody's kind of talking about this year that way for them, and yet they didn't act accordingly. Like, maybe they do something <laughs> at the deadline to, to kind of surprise all of us. Like, maybe there's a move. I'm not saying they're going to make, you know, the Ben Simmons splash or anything like that, but, you know, maybe it's Jeremy Grant has been a, a guy that everybody's talking about lately. There's there's role players to be had. Maybe that makes yeah. a difference and, and kicks things into gear, but, like, their big addition was Rudy Gay. Their big addition was Eric Paschal, whose be- biggest claim to fame was that he's like Donovan Mitchell's friend. Like, yeah. this is not the roster you put together when you're buckling down to try to, you know, do something big in your potentially kind of, you know, do or die season. So that's that's why all along I, I just had a hard time buying into them is like, what's going to be different? It didn't seem like anything was going to be different unless Mitchell took a big leap defensively or you know, Conley was able to really stay healthy and look like the all-star version of himself from the first half of last season. None of those things have really happened, even though Mitchell's an incredible offensive player. So that's all sitting there. But meanwhile, the Grizzlies, who I, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of moonlight as the host of Locked on Grizzlies. I just put it in this feed sometimes because I love watching (laughs) that team. And, uh, and they're fun. and, And I've been trying to convince you of them and they are now the three seeds. So what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I mean, they are fun to watch, but like they beat the Warriors, but the Warriors, like the Warriors are playing pretty bad right now. I think the we kind of started off the streak, I think, when they beat us. And I think like that's when they yeah. went on the roll. But like I just still don't see it. I love John, like they're exciting, but I just don't see beating you have to play seven games. And I just think playoff time, seven games is a lot and figuring somebody out is what the playoffs are. And I still, they're fun right now. And they're like, like I said, last time they're us last year, (laughs) like people are excited about them and it's fun to watch and like all that. And we're the boring team because we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. But I just like, I just don't see it still. It has been fun to watch though. So I'm fully to the point. These teams don't play again, the Suns and the Grizzlies until April 1st, which is, Kind of crazy. They they played like really early in the season and uh, the Suns smacked them. And then obviously they won by one point a couple days after Christmas. They don't play again until April 1st. But I'm fully to the point where I'm going to be rooting for the Grizzlies to beat the Suns in that game just to prove you wrong. I'm completely at that point already. Um, and what I feel like is maybe the most important part of all of this, like setting, setting aside the Jazz, who I still don't believe in, the Grizzlies, we'll see. You know, they do have a, a huge element of, of they need to prove it. But I talked about this on yesterday's show. The the one seed is right there. And yeah. the Suns already have a lead. You know, that's not necessarily breaking news to say the one seed is within reach for them. They're literally sitting in it right now. But you have Draymond Green out right now. You have that that lull that we talked about, we agreed would come with Clay Thompson being reintegrated. He's still on a minute's limit. Uh, the, the Jazz are you know, not, not making up any ground. And now this Grizzlies team is missing Desmond Bain, who just went into the health and safety protocol. They already were missing Dylan Brooks. So they don't have a lot on the wing right now either. The Suns seem like, you know, this is a a point in the season where if they just keep the pedal down, like they really could have a big lead for that one seed before the trade deadline even gets here. Yeah. And I didn't think they would go for it if it was like a fight for it. I think like with the grind of the playoffs last year, because the other teams, weren't in the playoffs. The other teams that are in the top uh, four aren't weren't in the playoffs last year. And I just think like the grind of it all, it was a quick turnaround. So I didn't think that they'd cry for the one seed necessarily, 
But now that it's right there for the taking and they can kind of maybe even coast to it, I think if they have a five-game lead on it by the time, like, all-star break hits, like, they're going to be like, let's just have home court advantage through the playoffs then. But at first, I just think with the grind and, like, the older players like Chris Paul, I just didn't think that they were going to necessarily just go for it if they didn't have to because I think they really do think they can beat anybody on any floor because we had one of the best away teams in the league last year too, or the best one. So I just don't think they really care necessarily about home court. But if it's going to be this easy to get this time, I think they're going to go for it. Yeah, they clinched all three playoff series on the road last season before the finals. They're 17-4 and on the road this season. So, yeah, I agree. Like, And in basketball, I don't think it's quite as big of a deal as, like, you know, some sports are where the NFL, it's one game. Where where it's played (laughs) makes a huge difference. But – for the Suns, I think that one seed's probably to me more important in terms of opponent. You know, you're getting you're, you're setting yourself up to play whoever wins the uh, or whoever actually gets in second place in the play-in tournament and that second round matchup, you know, maybe it's Utah, maybe it's Dallas, maybe it's Memphis rather than having to risk playing Golden State or um, you know, whatever it ends up being. You want to distance yourself from those difficult matchups. So, that's really important. You don't want to get in a situation where you're playing uh, you know, a hot team like the Lakers or maybe, you know, Kawhi and Paul George come back and all of a sudden that's the, you know, seven seed yeah. and you're you're dealing <laughs> with that. Like you you can't count on all that stuff. And we saw last year there was some funny business with the seeding and, and teams yeah. trying to kind of intentionally get to where they wanted to be. But you, you want to, you know, take care of business like you can. So I think that's where it really comes in. And whether it's the Grizzlies who uh, who are scarier or, or the Jazz or whether Rudy Gobert is right to doubt his entire team. Uh, the Suns team is, they're, they're, they're soaring right now. So uh, let's get into their next matchup. That is the Dallas Mavericks. They face off on national TV, kind of a weird one of the games that I believe got flexed into national TV out of another, uh, another slot got sketched out of it. So now we have this 5.30 local time tip, but it should be an awesome game. These teams bring the best out of each other and they're completely healthy. So let's get into it. First, though, Bet Online wishing you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the football playoffs and not too long after that into the NBA playoffs. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action in the new year. They also have a new updated desktop website and mobile app to make the process smooth, easy, and fun for you. So head over to betonline.ag on the web or don't download that mobile app. Make an account, and when you do, use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account. From football and basketball to boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers throughout 2022. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so we have this battle between Phoenix and Dallas. It's hard to necessarily buy into the idea that the Mavs are going to win this game too much. <laughs> uh, not to not to ruin the the prediction here right away, Aaron. But the Suns have owned this team. Yeah. So really, what this game is to me is like, can Dallas turn the tide of that? Because yeah, the last two games Luka didn't play in earlier this season, but. Even when Luka's been healthy, whether it was the bubble, yeah. whether it was the first games of Aiton and Luka's careers, they've always t- 
tended to own the Mavs, and I think it begins and ends with Devin Booker. They just don't have an answer for him. So what do you, where do you see this game going? How confident are you heading into it? Yeah, when you said that we were talking about the Mavs, I would, like my first thought was like, we kind of just don't have a problem with them at all. <laughs> like we kind of just kind of whoop them up every single time, and and like yeah, I just don't really see any issue with them. And just one player for the Suns, we're a top defense, and I just don't see one player really like being able to take over and just like if anything, they'll let Luca get his. But that team is bad. They're they don't have a, they don't have the bodies honestly, and I just don't see that being an issue. I think like our bench is better. Um, our t- our top heavy team, like our stars are better. If Cam Johnson came back playing like Cam Johnson immediately after his injury, like I just don't think they have anything. And I want to see Bridges against uh, Luca and how he handles just how much stronger he is. Like I just want him to just playoff wise. I want to see how he handles certain body types. And I just don't think that they're much of an issue. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to agree. One thing, so they are 9-1 and one in their past 10 games. They've won three straight, so we have to give them a little bit of respect in general, but I think the matchup has always just been bad for them. Um, Porzingis, I just, you know, I don't, re- I don't really know if there is a type of team that he can necessarily make pay, but, but the yeah. Suns are not it. I think that the strength and size that they have at every spot, like, you're not really worried if Bridges or Crowder get switched onto Porzingis. And we know that's what the Clippers have basically done to the Mavs in the playoffs the past two years is like, yeah. hey, we're going to switch everything. And if Porzingis isn't going to do anything about that, then you guys just aren't going to be able to score enough. All that said, though, part of me does wonder. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been a huge part of their success this season. And I know he's not like a huge name for people, but, you know, Mikhail Bridges, former teammate, the yeah. guy, he he's developed himself into a pretty nice second playmaker for them, even though their offense isn't, you know, nearly what it had been in the past. They've, they've kind of spread the wealth a little bit and it's helping them um, at least, you know, without Luca playing at his best, they've still been able to stay afloat. So if Bridges is on Luca most of the game, which history says he, he will be for sure, then, you know, could Brunson punish them a little bit? Cause those, the types of teams that have multiple scorers, you know, that's a tough battle for any team to defend, but especially for the Suns, because you're starting to ask, you know, can Devin Booker be a difference maker on defense? Can, you know, Chris Paul can, I don't know, you know, what what does it look like then if Brunson starts to get going? That would probably be the number one thing that I'd be worried about if if the Mavericks were going to win. Yeah, I think like scoring won't be an issue for us. So I think like these are the type of games where Booker, like, because he kind of picks and chooses because now he's shown that he knows how to play defense when he really needs to, instead of being the scorer. Like and I, says. Yeah. And I think like now <laughs> that like he's in such like a hot scoring stretch, I think this is going to be one of those games where Chris Paul might need to score a little bit more just so it's like the load isn't just on Devin Booker because sometimes like it is just going to be a defensive game for him. And like the Olympics, like he, when we had the scoring, we just needed him to D up and just like kind of just grind down there for a little bit. I think this is one of those games where he's just going to have to grind on defense for most of the game and the points will just come. Like, I just think our offense flows so smoothly and Dallas just isn't that great. I just think the points will come easy and we won't need him to play like hero ball. He can just play D. Yeah. Like you said, if, if Cam Johnson can come back and, and look like himself, that'll help too. you know, just giving that, that extra offensive spark. If Landry Shamit could arrive again, I don't know where he's been, but it would be <laughs> yeah. nice, you know, to be fair, dude had COVID. I, I understand yeah. that. Um, I don't want to, you know, push too hard if that is what it is, but 
Um, he, he's been just silent. And so that, you know, he, him, him coming alive, it'd be a nice night to see just the shooting kind of carry the suns if, and that way it can be a little bit more of a balanced type of attack. On the other hand, you know, even with all that said, Booker's been on such an insane hot streak that this, this Mavericks team, like, yes, their defense is, is back into like the top 10 with under Jason Kidd, but Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, these guys cannot guard Devin Booker. We know yeah. that. We don't really need any more evidence of that. So, you know, we also could just see a game where even if he kind of theoretically does need to do a little bit more defensively, you could also just see another first quarter where he scores 15, 20 points, and it's never close. Like, that's yeah. also <laughs> in play. That that happens, right? Like, yeah. so I, that's – yeah, go ahead. I think just like – and we're low a big. I think that that's going to be probably yes. the big trouble is JaVale is kind of a no-hands land on a pick and roll a lot. So I think that if he gets in foul trouble, which he's prone to do, and Luca is a foul merchant. So if he gets in foul trouble, then we might end up having just to play small. And that might just be an issue with Porzingis down there. But I just don't like really – see that much of an issue unless JaVale ends up being kind of a problem. Yeah. I can put, can you hear me? Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, that's exactly where I was going to go is, is Aiton is out. And so what does that look like? Um, he, he has that doesn't look good for him right now. And so that could be a problem. Like if they go small with Porzingis at the five and, and JaVale's trying to guard in space and, and things are getting wonky, like you could see there'd be issues, right? So that the, the, the all, all those things are considerations, but I think we're on the same page here that uh, this should not be too much of an issue for the Suns. I, I think, I don't know what the line is, but even on the road, like there's just so few teams that on, on a regular season game, I'm walking into it feeling like, yeah, the Suns should be scared, right? And so... I, this is Dallas has been a, a better story lately, but I still just I don't feel that way about them. So uh, all things considered, and this, and this is like the end of a road trip too, right? So I think they just want to close out a road trip with a win because they finally get to come home and relax. So I just think just closing out a road trip on a high note is just something that they want to do. So I really think they're going to come out fast and try to end it pretty quick, for sure. Let's close out the show with a fun uh, idea that I had that I did not prep you for. And that was intentional. <laughs> oh, so no. We'll do this uh, in one quick second. I'm going to I'm, I'm pulling up your Twitter is all that I'll say. And uh, let's get oh, into God. it right after a quick break. Uh, OK, as I was saying, coming into that break, I, I feel like we have to start a new segment here called uh, Explain Your Tweets. I know this is not unique. I know this has been done before, but I, I get to talk with you every week and your your Twitter is is just too much of a content mine not to, <laughs> to dive into here. So uh, we have to go into it. So f- uh, there's there's honestly too many to choose from, frankly. <laughs> but let me start with this one. I probably okay. already forgot it after tweeting it. So I'm about probably. to I'm about to learn about probably. it right now, too. <laughs> OK. First of all, I want you to explain the if there's a if there's a PG if there's a, a YouTube where we don't have like an explicit sign version of of the frequent discussion of one Liz Cambage. Oh no! Can you, can you give me can you give me this explanation because she fired her agent? She's a free agent right now. She's gonna be in the news, so I feel like we just need to set the record straight on where we are with this. Um. 
My girlfriend's gonna be so mad. She's so sick of hearing about Liz Cambage. Um, <laughs> um, what what's the like just where I stand with Liz or where she's well, going? Well, explain to me the the fascination. I mean, I I think I can I can have some guesses, but I mean, she's just, just let us into your world here. I mean, she's a amazing Australian Hooper, and she's okay. very comfortable with herself. <laughs> like that's just um yeah, that's all it is. She's just pretty great. <laughs> Just a feminist. You yeah. Just like the empowerment that she gives off. Yes. Yeah, she's she's queen feminist. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. You're a big you're a big Opals fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love Australia. <laughs> have you ever been to Australia? I have not. Okay. Just the culture, it's always stood out to you. Yes, in the the list cambridge of it all. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. We'll we'll check back in on that. Um I also feel like we have to have a TV check-in. <laughs> How much TV would you say you watch in a given week? Because um, I feel like the, the Twitter ratio would make it seem like it's like 20 to 30% of a day. Um, Usually after I work out, I'm usually watching something that I'm catching up on while I'm making breakfast. So it's like okay. usually in when I'm writing. So it's just something's always on in the background and I'm trying to catch up on yeah. just all the stuff that everybody's telling me to watch. Say that's podcast with me. I have an unhealthy <laughs> podcast addiction. So I just like, I'll literally be like, oh, I'm like putting my shoes on and I'll literally take my phone out and just like hit play for yeah. two minutes while I'm doing that for an unhealthy. I don't, I don't think there is a reason. Okay. But we, it seems like we have a lot of overlap. So Righteous Gemstones, how are you feeling? This new season has been, I, I'm not actually caught up. I've only watched two. It started out fast. Like, I mean, the first season yeah. started out fast too, though. So I, but this one is um, way more um, wild so far. So yeah, I just love Danny McBride and everything he does. So yeah, this season has been really good. (laughs) Okay. Favorite Danny McBride thing? Oh, Pineapple Express. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's everything, every single thing he says in that movie is funny. Everything. Okay. For (laughs) me, it's he's bounding down, which... Yeah, that's that's the I guess that's kind of like the generic answer. Maybe that's that's not the the hip take. But um, he, that he I mean, yeah, he he literally like you ever have those people where you laugh so hard at them that it's embarrassing where you're like, this wasn't funny. Yeah, like, straight up this there wasn't a joke here, but he like appeared and I'm giggling like straight like immediately. That's how it is. And then the same thing with uh, with this is the end. The montage when he yeah. wakes up the next morning and does just does not makes realize the that the world yeah. is in it. So makes good. the breakfast, he pees and then he's like wipes it with his foot yeah. and he's just walking out there and then and then everybody gets pissed off at him. Uh, very good stuff. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Euphoria. How are you feeling? Ugh, those kids just bum me out. <laughs> My girlfriend just started season one yesterday and she was just like, oh, man. I so sad i have girls <laughs> and i was just like oh the boys are struggling on there too but it's just it's just a tough watch i told her to limit it herself really to is. two she was like i'm just gonna watch two first and i was like just always limit yourself to two three is your soul kind of hurt after <laughs> i don't even remember it was so long ago that i like we we watched it not like weekly when this first season was on but not too shortly thereafter so i don't even remember but it's definitely not the, it's not a binge show. It's a depressing show. Like I was in a, 
I was in a truly bad mood after this <laughs> yeah. premiere. The, fir- the, end, the way that the premiere ended, I was like, no, they need to have, like, I know Zendaya posted somewhat of a trigger warning on Instagram, but, like, that wasn't enough. They need it on every episode. They need, like, her filmed talking to you, like, hey, it's going to be yeah. okay. What you're about <laughs> to see, like, it's not real. It was filmed. Nobody got hurt. Don't worry. Because I need, like... I was upset after that premiere. Like I was telling my, I'm like, why do they put that stuff on TV? Like they should, they should it doesn't have to be so dramatic and like. I knew what I was getting into, yeah. and I, I let it. After every record. episode, they should just have like a Muppet like sing a song to like relax you and like chill you out. Like it's just such a hard, tough hang of a show that I just. It's like I'm more mad on Sundays that I have to watch it. <laughs> like I'm just like, all right, let's just do this first, and then I just get it out of the way. Yeah, it's uh, it's replaced watching the Cardinals as my least favorite thing to do on Sundays. Uh, we, we, we got the Cliff Kingsbury experience out of the way, and now I get the Zendaya experience every week with her uh, just just complete nonsense. Okay, last one here. I'm 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 not finding the tweet, but you you quote tweeted Spencer Hall talking about oh, refereeing youth sports. <laughs> All right, I want the story. I want the story of the time that you coached youth sports, how it happened, the worst <laughs> memory you have of it, because that sounds like straight up miserable. The only time I would ever want to do it is like the, I remember when I was in school, the 16 year olds who that was their first job because they were like super athletic yeah. dudes and they just had the in of, I'm going to get hired at this thing to, to referee. And they made like 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> that was cool. But any other version of it, I can't imagine doing. So please yeah, that- tell us how it went. <laughs> Um, so, um, I got an MIC for drinking at a church with my friends in a church parking lot. Sorry. Uh, shout out to CJ and Matt. And, um, the cops got us and we got our tickets and stuff. And we had a couple hours of community service and they all got to pretty much choose what they wanted. And I got given, um, Eastlake Park, 16th Street in Jefferson. And I got told that I could referee games there for my community service. And I honestly didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, all right, I get to be around basketball, and that's fun. But then you don't realize the parents of it all and the grown-ups of it all. Like, I was doing all the games. And you're just, like, around grown men who are trying to, like, intimidate you for out of calls. Oh, this, so this wasn't just youth? Like, you were doing, like, I was rec doing, league I stuff? I was doing rec league stuff. <laughs> and it was, like, kids that are just straight-up disrespectful and their parents having to get teed up. And just grown men trying to intimidate you. And it was like the worst 20 hours of my life. <laughs> that It worked, in other words. Yeah. And the thing is, I got to high school and I still kept treating reps like shit. So it's like I did it. It never, it didn't gain you any appreciation. No, like I still just, I knew how hard the job was and it didn't change my 17-year-old brain one bit. No, no. And you probably, you probably kept drinking at <laughs> I mean, I mean I on the record, no, you'd never did it again. <laughs> no, but not once. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's hilarious. I, I, uh, I don't remember anything about the people who referee games, and that's probably indicative of how people get how people treat them. Like I'm yeah. like, I'd never really thought about them, but maybe I should have. <laughs> I just remember thinking sometimes the adults who would referee were taking their job like way too soon. Like that job, rec league refereeing should be for people under like 20 years old. (laughs) Because if you're like 35, I think that there's like a certain type of person that sticks with that career path for a little too long. And it's like, 
You're not on an NBA court. Yeah. Just like, take it easy. It's going to be all right, you know. But uh, no, that's great. All right. So I, I don't have any doubt that you will keep replenishing the tweet barrel here. So we'll, we'll dig back into this segment every right. so often. I just don't tweet enough to make it interesting. So maybe, I, maybe this isn't fair of me, but um, I feel like it's fair game since you continue to put it out there. Yeah, it's definitely on me. You played along. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's wrap up for the day then, folks. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow after the buzzer of Suns Mavs TNT. Don't remember or don't forget. Don't remember. Don't forget early tip five thirty uh, national TV. We'll see what happens. Catch it right here, the recap show, directly after that game is over. I'll talk to you then and enjoy your Thursday.